0: Good morning everybody it is Friday the 11th of December and today we have a fairly benign sort of market once again ASX 200 down 27 that came on the back of Wall Street down 69 at one point it was down 192 so recovered a bit and our futures this morning were down 36 so pretty much doing what was expected major move today CSL down three percent they've abandoned their own vaccine candidate to get on with producing AstraZeneca's vaccine they say it doesn't affect guidance but obviously a bit of a sentiment hit today it's still a bottom left to top right chart but just hasn't really flown on the vaccine news which is a bit of a shame but not going to be selling it now on Fridays for new members, you might have a look at the weekly sector charts section in the newsletter. It's in there every Friday. This is done by my colleague, Ben O'Leary, who is co-manager on our SMAs. And it's part of our discipline to every week. We do it all the time, actually. But at the end of the week, we publish all the sector charts. It's a very useful section to get to know what is happening to the underlying sectors. We talk about the market a lot, but really the market index is pretty much irrelevant when you've got such diverse sectors in Australia as resources and banks dominating things. They don't move together at all. So this is our weekly look at all the, what I would call the tides running under the surface of the market. And you can see through this section very quickly whether sectors are overbought, oversold, which are trending up, which are peaking. And there are also numbers for each sector and each component in the sector, performance numbers, as well as a few quick numbers like yield and intrinsic value and broker target prices. Anyway, have a flick through. There isn't a lot of commentary most of the time, but you will get an idea of which sectors are on the move, which sectors are bottoming. For instance, one of the interesting sectors today is healthcare. There seems to be a bit of sector bottoming going on there after a fairly big drop we've seen in Cochlear. And there's a buy signal on Sonic Healthcare. Gold sector's trending down, has been since a vaccine came along. REIT sector's had a great rally, just seems to be peaking a little bit. That's the real estate investment trust sector and lots of sectors rallying fairly hard at the moment, looking a little bit overboard. Anyway, have a look at Ben's weekly sector charts section every Friday. We also have today Ask an Analyst. This is where Henry does a webinar answering your questions. If you have got any questions for Henry, anything you'd like him to address Send it to henry at marcustoday.com.au and you never know, he may have time to cover the stock of your choice. And that webinar comes out this evening, although you might actually be better just to wait till the weekend email tomorrow. That includes links to Ask an Analyst and various other bits that we do. We update a lot of stock uh, stuff for Saturday's email. Right, getting back to my stuff today. Fairly benign sort of market at the moment. Energy leading the way overnight, which is good for us. We recently bought that fuel, F-U-E-L-E-T-F, which gives you exposure to global energy majors like BP, Shell, Chevron, Exxon, not just Australian stocks. And that's up 13% since we bought it only less than a month ago. Meanwhile, some of the positives and negatives, jobless numbers in the US were worse than expected overnight. COVID cases are spiraling out of control, which is affecting the jobs market. They need a vaccine, obviously. Market piling on to record highs without really caring about COVID cases anymore. The European Central Bank, ECB, promised more stimulus overnight. The US stimulus negotiations are becoming a massive yawn, I've got to say. The dysfunction in the U.S. between agreeing what to do to replace all the jobless benefits that end on December 31st. There are going to be a lot of Americans looking for some sort of replacement benefit, and it doesn't appear to be coming at the moment anyway. All a bit of a yawn, that one, unless, of course, you're an American without a job. The FDA's approval of the Pfizer vaccine looks like it may have to wait until next week, may pop out over the weekend, may pop out tonight. We'll see, but production should continue straight after that. The iron ore price, I'll come to the iron ore price in a moment, but up another 5% overnight after 7% yesterday. There is a speculative frenzy going on in the iron ore price. I'll come to that in a minute. Iron—the uh, Sorry, not the iron. The oil price up 2.8% overnight, which is good. The IPO frenzy in the U.S. continues with Airbnb doubling on its IPO last night. It's achieved a $100 billion market cap after being valued at $18 billion in April. You would have thought the pandemic would have destroyed Airbnb. But in fact, it has benefited enormously because people don't want to go and stay in large COVID-covered hotels. So picking their moment to IPO, that follows that DoorDash stock, which... Was up, what was it, 68% yesterday on its IPO with a $78 billion market cap and it hasn't made a profit yet. Right, other stuff. We have sold our Appen holding today. You might have seen yesterday they had an earnings downgrade, fairly significant one as well. It implies a second half profit somewhere around 25% below forecast. We've read the research this morning and we are not going to hang about and give them the benefit of the doubt. There is a suggestion that or it's a debate about whether this is a COVID one-off or a change in customer behavior. Some of the research suggests their customers are booming, but they're changing their habits. And one of the brokers points out that revenue is predominantly non-recurring. Anyway, you just have to pull the weeds. We got that one wrong. It was a 1.6% holding. We are out of Appen for the moment. There's a chart of the ASX 200 in the strategy piece today. You'll see we are overbought in the short term with a recent sell signal short term stuff not too worried about it nothing precipitous in the chart right now the theme today is the resources sector have a read of the strategy piece the resources sector has been flying as i say the iron ore price has been up 4.98% overnight 7.3% yesterday this is the dalian commodity have i pronounced that right dalian commodity exchange which is regulated by the Chinese. They're talking about increasing margin requirements on next year's contracts and limiting open positions in order to dampen down speculation. Anyway, very frothy at the moment. If you read the iron ore market reports, there doesn't appear to be any fundamental grit behind the rise other than this spec buying, in inverted commerce, which is based on anticipated supply shortages and rising demand next year on the back of a global economic recovery. So it looks more frothy than fundamentally solid, but don't let that put you off. It's all short-term stuff. 99% of you are not short-term traders Uh, I might have got that wrong, actually. But most of you holding BHP and Rio, the the longer-term theme or the one-year theme is that there is a global economic recovery going on and resources are the classic play on global economic growth or global economic optimism. And it's not just happening in the iron ore price. If you want a barometer of global economic optimism, look no further than the Aussie dollar, which I've included in the strategy piece today. That is now over 75 cents flying along our dependence or the dependence of the Australian economy and currency on taxes derived from coal and iron ore exports I mean we are classified as a commodity currency and the Aussie dollar is the barometer of global economic optimism which is now at a two year high flying along metal prices doing the same thing as well apart from the iron ore price you've got nickel price up overnight, copper racing as well. I put charts of all the metal prices in the newsletter today and you'll see global economic recovery driving them all. And although it is tempting to take profits and to call the top, the game for you, I'll write about this tomorrow in the weekend email, but the game for you is not to predict the top or sell in advance of a top or in fear of a top. Your job is to wait for the top and react not to act in advance so we haven't got the top yet yes it's overbought but let's wait and see it unfold but we're feeling that the longer term trend the one-year trend is still for economic recovery although there may be short-term sell-offs in all these commodity prices the one-year trend is up in which case we will retain our exposures to resources not try and trade them I've put our growth and equity portfolios in the growth and income portfolio, sorry, in the newsletter today with the resources stocks highlighted in sort of orangey pink. So you can see our holdings there. 7% of our growth portfolios in BHP. 3.7% in Fortescue, 3.4% in Rio, and then there are all the energy stocks on top of that. And we have healthy holdings in income as well in all those three major resources stocks. We are, it's not an obvious recovery sector, but we are kicking ourselves that we didn't, we've been fiddling about or being cute buying travel and REITs and energy and tourism and media and other niche recovery plays. But really, the resources sector was the obvious big low risk bet and the likelihood is this thing will continue and you should probably remain fairly confident and comfortable in your resources holdings as the vaccine arrives there are three stocks we hold one of them there are if you take bhp rio fortescue there are three more big stocks below that s32 Blue Scope Steel, Alumina, we hold Alumina. It's actually got a bit of a yield, 5.2% yield. You'll see all the broker recommendations and charts in the strategy piece today. You might have a look at Alumina, I think, would be our preferred there. It is, it is known as the classic exposure to global economic growth, aluminium so happy to hold that and i've also put in today there are some etfs exchange traded funds exposed to resources i'm thinking about adding one to our etf portfolio although they're all on a, on the fly at the moment we do hold hold fuel which is the energy based one but there are three others i can see qre OZR and MVR which provide a resources sector exposure they are a bit ritzy at the moment though and I've also put in the strategy piece a spreadsheet of all the ASX listed ETFs the Marcus today ETF spreadsheet cribbed off the ASX website they produce an updated regularly updated spreadsheet but I've put the data in a spreadsheet for you. Just click on that in our strategy section. Right, lastly, technical observations. Uh, Only a couple of buy signals. Tabcorp, which is not terribly convincing, of more interest. Next DC seems to be bottoming the trading range and bottoming. And sell signals are rather a lot of them, as I mentioned yesterday. Some banks, Bank of Queensland, Westpac, and Travel Flight Centre, Webjet, appearing on the list, as well as Woodside, Blue Scope, Steel, Unibel, Radamco. Anyway, you can have a look at the charts. None of those would convince us to sell, I don't think. Everything's looking a little bit overbought. The moment it tops out, you get a sell signal. Short-term stuff. Right, that's about that. As I leave you, the market not doing too much. Down 21. Dow Jones futures up 52 at the moment. You will see in the newsletter today our regular article from Harold. Harold is a guy who has run his own super fund for probably thirty years now. I met him sailing down at Black Rock. Very articulate, intelligent man. And he writes about and we we have a now have a archive of over two hundred of Harold's articles. He writes about life in retirement. And on Fridays, every other Friday, sometimes more often, he writes an article for us. It's in there today. Have a read of Harold's Musings, if you would like to email Harold, his email address is at the bottom of his articles. He does like a little bit of chatter. Retirement today is the article. Also on Fridays, we have the diary for next week. A few AGMs coming up from ANZ and NAB. Oh, by the way, I think it's UBS this morning, have put out a bit of research, which is getting a lot of coverage, saying higher dividends buybacks are likely for the bank's As they boost their earnings forecasts, earnings estimates have been increased by 10, 15, and 9% on average for the banks in 2021, 2022, and 2023. So, upgrades coming for banks and the tantalizing prospect of share buybacks and a return to higher dividends. So, yes, a couple of AGMs from the banks next week and a fairly routine week of economic numbers. There is a Fed FOMC. Meeting on Wednesday, which looks like we will hear about that on Thursday morning. We also have our own jobs numbers a Bank of England meeting, a Bank of Japan meeting, so plenty of central bank action next week, as well as the imminent vaccine approval from Pfizer, which presumably will help the markets. Right, that's about it. I'll be back in the weekend email tomorrow. You have a fabulous day, looking pretty quiet. Early lunch.